Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to Don V Fridays. I want to apologize for no episode last week. You know, had stuff to do. I normally record on Thursdays, and my Thursday last week was busy. I just wasn't up to do it on Friday. I had other shit going on. But anyways... Fuck all that. We back. It's episode forty six, and um, this, this this we got a lot of shit going on. Um, I had to trim some shit. I had to, uh, you know, I had to have tryouts to see what what topics to make the episode this week because a uh, whole lot of shit happened, man. Whole lot of shit. Uh, I'm gonna start with this Jill Scott video. Uh, I saw the video. Uh, Jill Scott basically confirmed what I've been saying, what a lot of us been saying our whole lives is big girls are dangerous, man. Big girls are dangerous, plain and simple. Especially big girls from Philly, D.C., Atlanta, um, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, the Myrtle Beach area. Um, big girls are dangerous. Point Blake period. When it come down to it. Big girls will handle a microphone exactly the same way Jill Scott handled that microphone because uh to be to be quite frank, to keep up with the skinny girls or the you know, what what what's norm what's called the normal standard of beauty in America, somebody that's skinny or blonde or whatever the case may be, they gotta get down they gotta get down with the get down in order to compete. So Big girls are dangerous, man. Big girls, big girls will have your shit all fucked up. Uh, salute to Jill Scott, a Nubian queen. Um, has been entertaining audience for many years. I don't know what brought about said uh, hand hand motions and throat motions. I don't know what brought that about. I saw that video with absolutely no context. I don't even know what the hell song she was singing. It could not have been. Uh, it could not have been. Uh, I'm blessed. I don't think it was that song at all. But uh, hey man, salute to Jill Scott. Out here, out here, still doing shows, man. Jill Scott, Jill Scott was rocking when I was in like middle school, you know. So salute to Jill Scott, man. Jill, Jill Scott, still out here pleasing audiences and pleasing other people. The lucky, the lucky men in her life, you know. Salute, salute a queen. Uh, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green got into it at the end of a game versus the uh, L.A. Clippers, where it, it came to an end of the game situation. There was a rebound. Uh, Draymond Green got the rebound, and instead of doing what the hell he was supposed to did, get the ball into the best player in the league's hands, he decided to take it upon himself to dribble the ball up court, lost the ball, and uh. Basically, ended up they the 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 Warriors end up losing in overtime. 
because KD and Draymond seemed to have gotten to it on the bench. I'm completely with KD on this. Draymond. <laughs> Draymond, my boy. Draymond. Give the fucking ball up, my dude. I don't give a shit who you are. Uh, I don't give a shit how long you've been with the team. In old situations, you give the ball to the best player on the court. Now, I can understand if Steph was also on the court and he had a mental fart. Like, I didn't know who to get the ball to because either one of them people is cash money with the game on the line from distance. Um, but Steph wasn't playing. So in that situation, you get that ball to Kevin Durant, let that man close that deal out. If he miss it, you live with it. But Kevin Durant will make that shot more often than miss it. So, uh, and, and it apparently called Kevin Durant a bitch. Um, now, the thing about that, calling somebody a bitch, like your teammate or whatever, or you, you was acting like a bitch or bitch, you was going to leave anyway, whatever he said to Kevin Durant, um, it make it make you feel like, okay, you've been thinking this the whole time. Okay, we had one little blow up on the sideline. We had one blow up. Well, maybe not one blow up, but we had one public blow up. And the first thing you say is, well, you don't want to be here anyway. Oh, you've been saying that. This was a spur of the moment shit. You've been talking like this. What I want to know is, uh, what would make Draymond think that? Because it, it it's not uh 100% true that uh Kevin Durant is leaving this offseason. We don't know that. I mean, unless Kevin Durant told told them I'm out, which I doubt he did. Um you don't know that. So saying shit like that might make Kevin Durant leave. Like, man, you know what? Being that y'all think I'm gone shit, I might link up with LeBron cuz he ain't going to the Knicks. Sorry, any Knicks fans listening? Sorry. Nah. That's a no. But uh, we don't know if Kevin Durant leaving, man. Draymond, shut the hell up, man. You don't know. You don't know. But, but but you know, it might be on some that's so raven shit. You keep saying some shit. You might speak it into existence. Shut the hell up, man. But, yeah, Draymond, you were wrong, brother. You were wrong. Uh, you might feel like, oh, you helped get Kevin Durant there. But uh, let's be clear. You might have got helped get Kevin Durant there. But Kevin Durant is above you. On the team, as far as the pecking order, you might be the fourth most important warrior, and they only let five people play at a time. So you need to relax. You really need to relax. Let's move on, cause this ain't no basketball show. Uh, I just found this out today, but apparently Bobby Petrino got fired at Louisville, and um, was fired on his TV show. Now. Louisville was a dumpster fire this year, no doubt. Louisville was terrible. Louisville was getting their ass kicked. Every time I looked up, Louisville was getting blown out by 50 points, getting their ass kicked by some of everybody. Louisville, dare I say, looked like Virginia Tech in certain times on defense. It was just a shit show. Uh, I'm honestly surprised they fired Petrino because just two seasons ago or maybe three seasons ago, he had a Heisman candidate court. No, a Heisman winner at quarterback and Lamar Jackson and um you can recruit having a, a Hasman winner and it's I don't know what was going on within the inner workings or how you know the team was responding to him but you know you think okay you got a Hasman winner and um Louisville's on the big stage on the big spotlight you would think they would have gave Bobby Petrino a little bit more time 
to try to right the ship. But um, they got that man out of here. Like I said, man, fat, the man was on his TV show and on the ticker of his own TV show was an announcement. His ass got fat. All I'm going to say to the listeners out there, God is real. Uh, all the shit you do in your life, you might think you getting away with it. You might think uh, you ain't going to, you know, feel some consequences for the shit you've been doing. God is real, man. And I ain't, I ain't even just talking about the motorcycle incident. I ain't here to just talk about the motorcycle incident because that's that was, you know, I felt like he paid for that. He paid for the motorcycle incident. He got fired, um, and he was publicly humiliated. He had to do the press conference with that neck brace on, with a sugar bowl hat on. Uh, yeah, you know, lying and all that shit. He, he, he humiliated himself enough. But what a lot of people probably don't remember about, Louis, about Bobby Petrino is he was also the dude that uh, quit on the Atlanta Falcons midseason. He quit on the Atlanta Falcons midseason. Now, he probably thought he was going to coach Atlanta Falcons, which meant he was going to coach Michael Vick. Michael Vick had the situation with the dog fighting, dog fighting ring. Um, and I don't think that ever came to be. So, basically, Bobby Petrino got the fuck on up out of there, like midseason, probably not even midseason, like week six type shit, you know, and took the job at Arkansas. Um, so, for him to get fired on this TV show, on some scumbag shit, he deserves it. If anybody deserves to get fired on TV, it's him. Louisville owes that man no loyalty, you know, especially after the way he carried himself over the last more than a decade. You talk about one of the few scumbags in college football. No, I say few. You want to talk about one of the many scumbags in college sports. Bobby Petrino is definitely in that God tier. When it comes to scumbag, piece of shit, just low moral character. And I don't care about him cheating. Men cheat. I ain't here to judge no man for cheating. I'm here to judge that man for lying. Don't lie, man. One thing God don't like is lies, bro. Bob Petrino be all right. He'll get another job. Uh, Maybe Merlin is interested. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe Merlin... Is interested in Bobby Petrino's services. I don't know. But um Yeah, he, he is out at Louisville and I read and you know, it's you know, it's officially like late November, mid November, so it's officially sauces season. It's sauces season, but sauces is saying uh Jeff Braun will be the next coach at Louisville. Um that's a good pickup if it's true. I st- I don't but at this until I see per- the press conference I don't believe nothing around this time of year around this time in December I don't be believing nothing until I see a press conference because this is the time of year where everybody oh I, oh it's a done deal it's done deal season oh less miles to such such school and this candidate to that school we don't know shit until I see the press conference I don't even be believing when the official Twitter posts it. Let me see him in a suit at the facilities doing a press conference before I start saying Jeff Brown is is the Louisville coach, which would be a good pickup for Louisville, by the way. It would be a nice pickup. But uh, 
I got to see it. Plain and simple, I got to see it. Let's move on to this week in college football. But before I get into co- this week, let's talk about last week. For those who didn't see the um, the live stream, I live streamed at halftime in the Pittsburgh game because we had given up like 31 points. It should have been like 38 points, but they had a fumble. And um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hang on this pit game too long. What it comes down to is there has been there has been little to no development of our defensive players from week one till right now. There's been little to no development. The only player I see progressing, uh, only players I see progressing, is Dax, Rico, and that might be it. Dax, Rico, and I'm trying to think of somebody else that I've seen progress. Not whether they're good, bad, or otherwise. Somebody who was at one level when we played Florida State and now at a higher level now. So that doesn't mean that uh, – so there's good players on our defense that might have been good or whatever, but even they didn't get better. They're just still good. If anything, there's been regression from our, from our defensive players and – um. We look, we look like a FCS team on defense. We look like a FCS team. We look like, we look like a, we look like a JV team. Um, teams are just bullying. Teams are just muscling. Teams are just. I mean, when you see Pitt run for, however much they ran for, Quadri Olison and the other dude, ripping off, 40, 50, 97 yard runs. It's embarrassing, man. It's it's flat out embarrassing. Uh, we can play the blame game. Oh, it's Bud's fault. Oh, it's the players' fault. Oh, it's Fuente's fault. Everybody's at fault. It's everybody's fault. No need, you know, no need for a pat chart. The shit is all equal. The shit is all equal. Uh, it, what is it? If it's players, thirty three percent. Bud Foster, thirty three percent. Fuente and uh. I guess with Babcock, another 33%. And the last 1% will go to who? Me? Because people like to blame us on Twitter, too. Like, it's our fault. We, we're not positive enough. So that's how I'm going to sign the blame. The players get 33%. Bud Foster get 33%. Fuente gets 33%. And us on Twitter, I guess, get the last 1% because we're not cheering hard enough, I guess. But uh, it's an embarrassing display of defense. The offense, the offense is struggling too. But the defense, man, I ain't never seen defense as bad. I ain't never seen defense as bad. Um, I don't, I don't know what needs to be done because it's not like I say, like I keep saying, Bud will never get fired at Virginia Tech. He has a job as long as he wants it. It 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 will he take a, a head coaching job somewhere? Or take a defensive coordinator job somewhere? I don't know. Will he retire? I don't know. But as long as he wants that job at Virginia Tech, he got it. So, you know, whether I hope he get fired, wish he get fired, want him to get fired, it doesn't matter. As long as he wants that job, he has it. He He's going to have that job for life if he wants it. Because... We got lucky with Frank. When it came down, they didn't want to fire Frank. With Babcock, ain't want to fire Frank. He didn't want to be known as the dude that fired Frank Beamer, the legend at Virginia Tech. 
the closest thing to Frank Beamer as far as legendary status in Blacksburg is Bill Foster. They don't want to make these type of decisions. Frank made it easy for Whit Babcock and Whit Will Babcock and and bowed out gracefully. Frank made it easy for him. Bud might not make it easy. He might be wired different. Bud isn't as old as Frank is. So he still got more coaching in him. Frank was old. Frank is old. Come on, man. Frank old, bro. Frank is old, and God bless him. Frank look been looking good ever since he stepped away from the game. Frank been looking good. He looks happy. He looks healthy. You know, Frank was looking kind of fucked up in the last couple of years, man. Frank was looking, you know, he was looking rough. He won't look at, he won't looking healthy and shit. But now, you know, so that man probably eating all day, you know, eating three meals a day. That man getting to bed at a night at a right hour. He ain't up all night looking at film on fucking Wake Forest or some random people. That man just living his best life. But after this Virginia Tech shit, if it comes down to it, Bud Foster not done coaching. So would he take a job to go somewhere else? I don't know. Because I probably would have did that already. Uh, my my beef ain't with Bud Foster. I, as much as I, you know, lament the fact that he's not really out here hitting the recruiting trail like he should, he, he put his work in. His reputation is what it is. But like I said, if he left, I wouldn't cry about it. Because, like I said, you still got to recruit. But um, my beef is with Justin Fuente. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to stop bullshitting with y'all. My beef is with Justin Fuente. Um, He has us looking like Memphis or Cincinnati or, you know, like one of these group of five schools. When I look at this team and I look at the, the, the depth that we lack and I see the talent that we got on defense the, or the lack thereof, and I see what we're trying to do on offense as far as running a spread offense instead of, you know, recruiting, trying to get the athletes to run up, you know, run like a pro-style, not even a pro-style offense, just a more physical offense. It's almost like we're playing, you know, to be like, UNC Charlotte or some shit. So that's my beef with Wednesday. When you let, when you let, and I keep saying this in my streams, when you let Virginia Tech become this on defense, that goes down to the head coach. That ain't on Bud Foster. Bud Foster's a coordinator. That's on the head man. The, the team is going to take on the identity of his head coach. I don't care what team it is. The team will take on the identity of his head coach, not the identity of his defense coordinator. So if your head coach is on some Memphis shit, your team is going to become Memphis. If your head coach is on some rough and tumble, we're going to beat the shit out of everybody, then your team, while they might not win every game, they're going to physically whoop teams. They might lose games. But they won't physically whoop teams. The scores are going to be different. And I mean, like I said, I'm I'm off the Fuente wagon, man. I'm done defending dude. Um, a lot of people keep saying, uh, I'm going to be a fan next week. And, uh, fuck all that. This ain't about that. 
Ain't nobody going to stop being a fan. We're not done being a fan. Nobody's going to quit being a Virginia Tech fan. Nobody's going to quit going to games. Nobody's going to quit buying merchandise. Nobody's going to quit none of that shit. All we ask is for bro to be held accountable. Or we're just mad that the team is losing and the team is struggling like this. So, so kill all that. I'm going to be a fan for life because ain't nobody going nowhere. You just sound lame as fuck. That's for anybody saying that shit. You don't know how fucking stupid you sound. We, we, who going anywhere? What are we bandwagoning? Let's put it all on the table. What exactly are we bandwagoning? Okay, over the last, we haven't won the Atlantic Coast Conference since when, 2010? We've never won a national title. So what are we bandwagoning exactly? If you've been a Virginia Tech fan for the last six, seven years, we done sat through some of the most embarrassing losses, a 0-0 Wake Forest game that ended at regulation. We ended up losing that game. We done sat through all the embarrassment, losing the ECU, losing the ODU, uh, losing the James Madison, even though that was the year we did win the conference. We done sat through all the embarrassing shit. So all this, all these fan declarations, I'm going to be a Hokie fan for the rest of, ain't nobody going nowhere. We done sat through all this bullshit. We used to losing. What are you talking about? You sound lame. They kill me with that. Oh, I'm going to be a fan next week. I'll be here too. And I'm going to still be criticizing coaches. The fuck? That don't even make sense. Like I said, my beat, look, I'm just here to say Justin Fuente ain't the coach that we thought he was. I say I say this all the time as well. You don't have to get all the good recruits. You don't have to be a recruit. Of, you know, you don't have to be an ace recruiter. But you better be a wizard on them X's and O's, i.e. Mike Leach. You don't have to get all the five-star recruits. People always say, oh, so, oh you just want five stars. No. If you're not going, if you're not going to get recruits like that, then you got to be Mike Leach, or you got to be somebody that is a wizard, a real genius, not somebody who just get called a genius. Mike Leach is a genius. Mike Leach gets offense no matter where he's at. That man was winning at Texas Tech. Now that man winning at Washington State. Don't tell me that man ain't no genius, and he does it with offense. And and Justin Fuente. You're not Mike Leach, my boy. You're not Mike Leach, my boy. You can hang that shit right there. You're not Mike Leach. Mike Leach got Washington State in the top 10. You're not Mike Leach, my boy. That's all I ask. If you can't recruit, be a wizard on the Maces and O's. If you're not going to be a wizard, you better get recruits. Fuente has proven his three seasons. He's proven that he's an okay recruiter and an okay coach. I don't even know if he's okay. He's 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 blah at both. Yeah. He has his ups and downs at both. And like I said, dude's just an average coach. Like he's not gonna take Virginia Tech to the next level. If if Frank had us at an ACC contending level, Fuente Fuente can he, Fuente at his best can probably on an off year at the ACC. Get us back to the title game. Like in 2016. Not win the ACC. But at his best, he can get us to the game to lose. I don't know, man. If y'all cool with that, cool. I want a little bit more than that, though. Honestly.
And you should too. I'm going to get into a couple of these games for this week. Um, I normally do like four or five, but it's only like three games I'm watching. It's only three games that's that, that has my attention. Um, Notre Dame plays Syracuse, and Notre Dame is wearing these New York Yankee uniforms, which um, just for wearing that, honestly, they should be disqualified. Um, they should get their... They're, they should get dropped down into the playoffs, like 15 spots. They shouldn't be nowhere near the playoffs. Um, don't be that fan. Don't be that fan that likes Notre Dame, the Yankees, the Cowboys, the Lakers. Don't be that fan. Don't be that guy. Don't. And we all know that guy. Don't be that guy. And the fact that Notre Dame is embracing it with those Yankee uniforms, that alone, uh, they're out of my playoff rankings um they 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 forfeit their bowl they don't deserve to have um they don't deserve a bowl anybody that was supposed to be an all american on that team uh no no all americans and i would reduce their scholarships about 15 15 less scholarships Ew, that shit is that shit is a disgrace to wear new york yankees inspired uniforms they should they they need they need to lose scholarships they need to impose a bowl ban, two seasons, and uh, no All-Americans because cause they got to wear this shit. So I'm holding them accountable too because the fan, the students, the players, they could have boycotted that shit, and they didn't. They going to go along with it. So I'm I'm holding them just as accountable. All that said, Notre Dame should win the game against Syracuse, a, a surprisingly good Syracuse team. You know why? Because Dino Babers can coach. Despite not landing recruits, but I ain't here to, you know, all right, whatever. But 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 Syracuse is like 12th in the country. That's what happens when you can fucking coach. And you got a system that fits instead of just dumb shit. UVA plays Georgia Tech. Uh UVA is still alive for the coastal division. Uh Georgia Tech is surging. After having like the worst opening to the season, now they like they beat Virginia Tech and they beat Louisville and they beat Miami. Um, I don't know if Georgia Tech is still alive for the Coastal Division, but uh, it's a game I'm gonna definitely be watching. Uh, I gotta do as much scout work on UVA as possible. We play them next week, um, so it's a game I'll definitely be watching. I got Georgia Tech winning the game. I know people probably think I'm hating, but Georgia Tech is just too hard to stop. That option is just too hard to stop. You got to play that shit for four quarters. And um, if Georgia Tech can can outlast Miami, which a game I thought Georgia Tech would lose, the option is just rolling right now. And uh, I don't think I don't think UVA is gonna stop it either. So I got Georgia Tech winning that game. And let's get to the main event, right? The game everybody's going to be watching. ABC 330 is Virginia Tech versus Miami in a game which at the beginning of the season, everybody would have told you that game was going to decide the Coastal Division. Virginia Tech versus Miami. And this is a game where the loser of this game, Virginia Tech, if Virginia Tech loses, they do not go to a bowl. And if Miami loses... Making a bowl is gonna be really tough for them because they'll be four and five, and uh, it this you know 
we're playing for bowl eligibility. And um, for that reason alone, both coaching staffs are going to be on high alert because I don't know if Fuente playing for his job. I mean, I know I know Fuente not playing for his job, but uh, maybe Mark Rick is because those people down in Miami got standards. Like, they don't just put an arm around a coach. Like, we're going to give you 20 years to figure this out, coach. No, in Miami, it's like a pro environment. So if you're not getting it done, them people want you the fuck out of there. They going to fly banners over the stadium. <laughs> now, this game is played in Blacksburg. So they wouldn't fly a banner over our stadium. But they going to fly banners over Miami Stadium. They going to say, get Mark Rick out of here. They don't believe in just giving coaches 80 years to get it together. They fired Randy Shannon, and I thought Randy Shannon was a pretty good coach. You know, so they'll get you out of there down there. They 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 want to win big. Um, but Fuente, now, I don't think Fuente coaching for his job. Uh, he Fuente would have to do something immoral to lose his job. He would have to drop an end bomb, or he would have to grope in a, you know, grope a intern or some shit. He would have to do something wrong to get fired. He would have to put his hands on somebody, or it would have to be some type of bombshell story to drop. Fuente ain't coaching for his job, but maybe Mark Rick is. So, uh, what it comes down to. I don't pick Virginia Tech to lose on this podcast because if I had, I mean, if I actually pick Virginia Tech to lose, Jesus, the shit I would get in my mentions. But um, Virginia Tech, what we got to do to win this ball game is we got to, I, <laughs> we got to stop their receivers. Miami got the best group of receivers in the conference. Uh, Virginia Tech probably got the second best group of receivers. And uh, we got to somehow stop those great receivers. They got great receivers. Even though Amon Richards uh, no longer plays football, he had a neck injury or something, God bless him. I hope he ends up coaching or something because he was a great player to watch, fun player to watch. But um, they still got great receivers, guys like Jeff Thomas. Um, guys like Lawrence Cager. Lawrence Cager is a big six foot five, six foot four receiver, a red zone threat. Um, they got Brevin Jordan, this tight end who's a true freshman, who was an absolute beast. They got they got weapons. Travis Homer is a is a, a running back who was a beast. But what they lack is at the quarterback position. Uh they've been doing quarterback roulette, uh playing Malik. Rozier one week playing uh the freshman and Cozy Perry the next week and uh I think they bungled it so much that they fucked up both quarterbacks. But but it's still gonna come down to us trying to stop their receivers, those weapons. Because you thought Pitt and all these other weapons got off on us. Whew. Miami can can possibly go nuclear. On this poor defense, um, come Saturday, um, honestly, I'm honestly dreading watching this game because y'all know me. Miami is a game that I that I personally want every year. Um, it's a game that I always personally want. Um, more maybe not so more this year because both teams are just absolute trash. But normally when we play Miami, the game means something. Uh, this year it doesn't so. 
You won't really get much trash talk from me or trolling or nothing like that because both teams suck. We're playing, we're playing, we're fighting for bowl eligibility. So uh, what we got to do, what Virginia Tech got to do, is uh, somehow contain that offense. And on, and when we get on offense, we have to score touchdowns, not field goals. Miami still has one of the best defenses in the country. They still do that goofy ass turnover chain shit. Um, but it's still a it's still a great defense. Um, and it's led by some great players. You still got Quarterman and Mike Jackson and uh Damn, I can't even think of dude's name. Number four, Jaquan Johnson, a great player, Jaquan Johnson. Um, Gerald Willis, they got big time talent on that defense. But uh if we can convert on third downs and score in the red zone, get touchdowns in our three, we can win the game. If the game turns into a shootout or something, or not even a shootout, but if Miami just keeps scoring, 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 it's going to be a long day. Because I don't think, well, I think we do have a talented offense. We've we proven that we have an offense that can't just keep scoring with people. Eventually, they stop scoring. Eventually, we start doing shit wrong. We turn the ball over. Something dumb. Um... That's pretty much it. That's all I wanted to talk about this week. No mailbag this week. Um, I'm glad. I'm I'm happy to be back recording. I took a week off after I had a busy week last week. Um, and then shit. Next week is the UVA week, and season's over just like that. It seemed like just it seemed like just yesterday. I was we was we was doing all ACC. And we was previewing the season and all that. And now here we are um, almost at UVA week. And by the looks of things, almost at the end of the season because it's not looking like they're going bowling. They got to win out. They got to win both games. But uh, I'll still be here if I can be corny for a second. I'll still be here. Um, I hope y'all will still be here. That is it for Don V Fridays. Until next week, God bless.